The Money Show. The Africa Business Report. The Africa Business Report brought to you by RMB, your corporate and investment banking partner. Traditional values, innovative ideas. Well, a big story happening on the African continent today. The third African head of state in office dying, or third African state head of state dying in office inside a year. This time it's the serving president of Chad, 68-year-old Idris Deby, killed in fighting with rebels after winning a sixth election and his son a military general is taking over in chad and we don't i don't think we've ever spoken about chad on the africa business report and there may be a very good reason for it Luandile nene is the international debt capital markets transactor at rmb i'm guessing we don't talk about chad very often because it's not that much on the investment radar uh hi bruce uh you well no, exceptionally well, thank you, exceptionally well. As one of my, 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 my famous, famous uh, former colleagues used to say, cut the slush, cut the slush. <laughs> um, we miss John Robert. Um, so um, where, where are we still with Chad? I mean, Chad is not something we talk about very often, and I, as I say, I, I guess it's as a result of the fact that um, it's not that much, it's not that doesn't feature that highly on the investment agenda. No, um, not really, because, I mean, there isn't really an opportunity for you to participate in the credits, at least definitely from a global perspective. Uh, the Chad obviously don't have any instruments out there in the capital markets in the offshore space that, that give them the opportunity for us to access the credit. I think one of the most pertinent things that might have come out of this, I mean, uh, naturally, as, as bad as the, the, the news itself is, is the fact that we have seen uh, positive growth in the fact that the African capital markets are no longer um, you know, seen as homogenous in that the negative news that actually has impacted Chad uh, doesn't, ha- doesn't have the same level of contagion that would previously would have in terms of um, affecting surrounding countries and their credit spreads in terms of the capital market space. So from our perspective, I think that the highlight that we can really take out of that is the fact that um, similarly to what we've seen in the past where we countries such as Angola, countries such as Mozambique have had a little bit of difficulty, uh, but what it hasn't done is halt the African capital markets, and so we're still able to go and pursue uh, opportunities on the continent. I mean, is there that much appetite for, for sub-Saharan African debt? Um, we are the, the, this is one of the slowest recovering regions in the world, um, and one wonders just how much risk appetite there is in a low vaccination environment. No, I completely understand that concern there, Bruce. I think what's important, though, is that you have to look at where the developed market players are actually currently situated. I mean, when it comes to their base rates, they're getting, you know, between 0% in the European uh, space and sometimes negative, and in the US space, up to, you know, 2% uh, on the upper end in terms of returns. So one thing that's really, really important is to note that the emerging markets is playing a, a greater component in part of these portfolios. And so what we've seen of late, I mean, Africa has been a, a, a significant player or growing player in the capital market space where, you know, north of $25 billion worth of credit has been issued over, you know, the record three years uh, leading um, ahead of the pandemic. And so from our perspective, I think it's important to note that we are still a growing player in the space um, and that there is definitely invested demand, uh, uh, as you would have seen in terms of some of the issuance that has come out there, as well as the, the Ghana transaction that we executed. Yeah, I mean, and and then just I mean, you one look at the one looks at uh, Ghana, um, and they've done really, really well. I mean, Ghana's got the done really made tough decisions, good decisions since since twenty sixteen, um, and you have helped them with the eurobond, haven't you? About three, I think a three thousand three billion dollar 
eurobond um, in order to raise Correct. some capital, and that's positive. No, no, without doubt. I mean, I think from um, something that is important to highlight is that the astute uh, players in this space, especially the sovereigns, the likes of your Ghana, your South Africa's, Kenya, Nigeria, they've actually grown the space uh, in terms of um, capital market issuance. What we've seen in their, in respect to Ghana is that one of their leading lights is that they do tend to be one of the first uh, to actually hit the market and hit the market with innovative structures, as well as making sure that they're one of the first to actually go out to market normally, you know, following a, a little bit of a lull period that happens in the December break. And so they've won from that perspective with a couple of very, very strong issuances. And from an R&B perspective, we're very, very proud to have been able to assist them to hit this um, $3 billion mark. Uh, with, uh, I think, one of the most innovative uh, transactions that you're going to see this side of the year with a the, the zero coupon. No, no, okay. Now you, you, you love this stuff, okay? This is why you get up in the morning and this is why you skip your cornflakes and then you skip to work because you're excited about all of the jargon you've been using um, and raising money for countries. Just explain to me, please, in small words... How it works, um, because for a lot of people, this you know we talk about oh we raised a bond oh well done and everybody claps and uh, drinks their brandy and cigar and, and smokes their cigars and celebrates that yep. particular fact because you know what it is that you're talking about. Just explain the process to me. Oh, not a problem, Bruce. I mean, I think the most important way you can uh, look at this is that we essentially uh, faci- uh, facilitate and assist these issuers uh, in the. In this context, like I'm saying, Ghana, who's actually looking to borrow funding um, from the international capital markets. Now, between us, we play a role as a middleman with um, helping them find the actual investor base out there that's actually looking for uh, emerging market credits um, uh, in terms of facilitating that, helping them execute on the documentation side of things, as well as, uh, like I say, the actual debt raise that takes place towards the end of the transaction. So as far as, you know, Ghana's concerned, uh, what we did was actually run a, a three-day roadshow, a virtual roadshow in this instance, uh, given the context that we're in, uh, where we're actually able to access, you know, a significant number of investors globally through global investor calls, giving them an opportunity just to ask Ghana any questions they have around the credit. And then, you know, come the, the day of pricing, which we had on the 29th of March, they actually say, you know, we're willing to provide this much liquidity to Ghana and at this price. And effectively, what we do is close that out to assist the issuers in terms of reaching their, their, their debt-raising requirements. I mean, does a country like Ghana pay more or less than South Africa to borrow money? Um, it, uh, Ghana, at this point in time, given the uh, prevailing credit ratings, actually does pay uh, a bit more than the, the likes of South Africa. I think that in the context, what we, we really are seeing is that um, there's sort of two tiers in the African space where there's, uh, you know, the double B credit ratings, you know, the likes of South Africa and, uh, you know, the Cote d'Ivoire and the like, and the likes of the single B issuers, uh, such as Nigeria, Kenya, uh, Ghana, who are actually able to raise funding as well, although they are uh, subject to slightly higher uh, interest rates. Uh, and again, the appetite for that yield, the higher interest rate, is strong amongst yes. lenders. I mean, are you seeing that this is a sustained appetite simply because, uh, you know, people, it's riskier perhaps, but you are rewarded for that risk with a higher, with a higher potential return? Yeah, without doubt. That, that risk um, in the African context, we think is a, probably a little bit, um, you know, over the, overvalued. We're actually probably paying uh, away more than we should do given the like-for-like credit risk across the continent. I think that the real uh, 
side where we're taking a disadvantage is the fact that we are in a part of the market that is a little bit uh, viewed as less understood by the developed markets. But in terms of overall appetite and return, I think that the African market actually plays um, you know, very, very good value with respect to the investor community. My thanks to Luandile Nene this evening, International Debt Capital Markets Transactor at RMB. Fascinating insight into raising capital for uh, for countries. In this case, Ghana. They raised $3 billion for Ghana. A multi-tranche eurobond. There we go. Including an inaugural zero-coupon tranche. Well, isn't that good? But yeah, he explained it nicely in terms of how you go and you find international investors, pension funds, um, sovereign wealth funds. You say to them, would you like to earn a return on your investment? Um, Here is a country that would like some money, please. They would like to borrow some money. And uh, let's come to some terms. Let's see what you are prepared to earn, how much risk you're prepared to take when you lend this money. And let's see whether or not the people who want to borrow it are prepared to pay that amount. And uh, Ghana has done precisely that. Coming up in a couple of minutes' time, Viv Govender, Portfolio Manager at Rand Swiss. There's a lot of talk happening in the world right now about things called non-fungible tokens. Are these investments or are they scams? Um, And if you are at all like me and something of a Luddite uh, when it comes to the world of um, digital um, tokens, um, this is something you need to listen to. We'll do that this evening here on The Money Show.